Hello, everybody, and welcome to Stadia Party Chat Podcast, Episode 6. I'm here, Ricardo, with my co-host, Sebastian. Hello, Sebastian. Hey, Ricardo. How's it going? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you this uh, July 4th? Happy America Day to our U.S. (laughs) listeners. Yeah, exactly. Um, And Happy Canada Day was just a couple days ago. Um, but yeah, doing very well. Had a good weekend, a long weekend for me. So that was good. Sweet. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you could enjoy some time off. And that means more time for gaming and more time to talk about games. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Let's uh, let's jump right into the news this week or what we've been playing, because there is a lot to talk about. Um, so this week, Rainbow Six Siege has arrived, and this game is obviously a huge market share. People love this game. It's in its sixth year, and the audience is massive. It released with crossplay, uh, so the audience is always there for every game now that we're hooked up with Steam and GeForce Now, uh, as well as Luna in my if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, lots of people to play with, uh, lots of PvP action. And as uh, Sebastian and I discovered, there is a PvE element to it as well. Uh, A couple really fun game modes. Uh, You're still gaining XP in the PvE. Uh, So some really cool stuff to check out there. Um, As we played through this, we quickly discovered that uh, Sebastian was a much better operative than uh, Rudig's on the playing field. Uh, So I got some practice and and some lessons to learn, that's for sure, on Siege. Uh, What was your your thoughts on Siege? Uh, It was a big uh, change compared to uh, Destiny 2. Like if you used to run and gun in Destiny 2, you can't really do that. Uh, You got to peek around corner and use any tool you have available to like find the, uh, the position of the enemy. Um, and it's like a fast paced uh, shooting portion. So it's a little bit more realistic in terms of like you get shot two, three times, that's it, you're dead. Um, it, was, uh, it was fun. So one thing I found is like the PVE, I only did that portion with you. And that's a perfect place to practice, to get better at it, to like learn the control, learn how like you, you set up and learn the characters too. Because I remember the first time I started playing, it's just, I don't know any of the character. I don't know how to use a special ability and stuff like that. So um, yeah, like try to learn them all and uh, stick with a couple of them that you like. I think at the end I was using Buck a lot. Uh, like first of all because he's canadian and also like uh, some of this loadout he had uh and after that i think we jump on pvp and i was able to get a couple kill which was like pretty good i found it was like better with the uh, marksman or sniper rifle oddly i found the uh, auto rifle i don't like spray like too much i was like i'm so used to like burst firing i guess so um uh, one other thing is that um I play was on Friday night, I think, or Thursday night. I play with a group of people, and then one of them like showed me some trick of uh, like how to use certain like uh, abilities on the uh, like different character because you got like the attacker and defender, and then they both different character on each side. So there's like a couple one that are like actually pretty good to use. 
and I can't wait to be able to use the new uh, one, the new character, Thunder. What's her name again? Thunderbird. Thunderbird, yeah. Yeah, because uh, she has a healing ability, and that would be great for the PVE portion of it. So, like, you can heal yourself or anything like that, and even PvP, really. So, what are these special abilities? I mean, this is maybe the first time I'm hearing about this. So, you can activate special abilities. Um, you mean like how? Uh, I was the Daku Bay and I used the thing to activate the cell phones. So they mm -hmm. went off. Is that the like the yeah, R1 that... on controller, basically? Yeah. And uh, I think uh, I don't know what's on mouse and keyboard. I got mine set up differently. Uh, I think it's like the the wheel the clicker uh but like yeah they all have different ability like i think buck had the shotgun underneath his uh primary gun uh you have like uh the other american that has like um, a shield to put in front of his gun you have others that has like um yeah, you could, the one you said, a cell phone ringer. There's another one that has like those little camera you can place a little bit everywhere. Some has drones, uh, like they have different things like that and you use them. Um, like on the defensive side, they have like uh, something more defensive. Um, one like uh, like Frost has that, um, that shield basically you can place in a doorway. So it's like uh, like a, a small shield you can stand behind. I found that was useful in certain cases, uh, little things like that. And I think you play with one that had like a little personal shield or something like that. I've seen one that had like a full body shield or like with a pistol or something. So yeah, it's quite interesting. Play with them and find uh, some that you find comfortable to play with. Yeah, I hope to uh, I hope to put up a stream on the channel. I'm trying to coordinate with uh, my little brother who's a, who's a pro. So if I can get him on our team, then it'll definitely look us make us look better in the stream as we dominate other players. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, cool. Um, anything else to say about Rainbow Six Siege for now? I mean, very cool. Uh, I'll be working towards unlocking some of these characters with the in-game currency. I got a long way to go for Thunderbird. Uh, excited for that Kona station because that could be really helpful because uh, Thunderbird, that's the special ability. She sets up the Kona station then people go and revive at it uh, down teammates and stuff. Um, and as we saw playing through that, that is a very useful special ability to mm -hmm. have. Yeah, if you play PvE, the PvE portion, that's a, a great way to like use a special ability. Because I found when we play and then we play a hard, as soon as I got down, then he revived me and I got like 20 health or something like that. It's like one shot away. So that would be perfect in that, those cases. Yeah, that's my fault for picking hard right off the bat. <laughs> They didn't have an easy mode, and they put normal in the easy slot. So, you know, usually my my instinct on game is to go for the middle one. I don't want too easy, but I don't want too hard off the bat if I'm new to it. So, yeah, on the hard, I found like I was get, like shooting the enemy headshot a couple of times. They were not dying. I was like, oh my god, how many shots did it need? Like it's not like uh, in the in game like versus a PvP you can like just kill someone in one shot. So. Oh my gosh, half a spray and they're gone. <laughs> it's it's a lot it's a big change coming from Destiny PvP. Yeah definitely. Sure. Well moving on to the next game which uh was a surprise 
gameplay delight, uh, I will say. Moonlighter. This game arrived as a pro title, and wow, I got sucked in. Um, the dungeon crawling, the uh, market manipulations, uh, the story on unlocking that fifth dungeon, the progressions, all these uh, crafting and enchanting and upgrading skill trees and sort of like where you want to put your armor. Do you want it to have abilities or do you just want straight stats? Do you want to sacrifice mobility? I mean, it got way more in depth than I than I first predicted a Moonlighter game would be as a top down. It gives me very uh, like Stardust Valley mm-hmm. um harvest moon it gives me that kind of feel and that kind of draw to like keep you coming back keep stalking that store keep upgrading the store um now i'm trying to get the guy who gives me the stickers and stuff so i can keep my customers happy (laughs) i had my first robber get away from me oh (laughs) Oh my gosh i was so upset because i was so busy stalking all because now i have like eight shelves in a sale bin so this guy just ran in and then he's gone before i knew it and i'm so upset so now i have these glass cases which no robber can steal from yeah so that's where all my high price items go i had the same thing and i saw him like leaving and i was able to get him and like your character get into a fight with him and then you leave and then he doesn't steal your stuff i was like oh my god uh, there's like some tip and trick for that uh, and like I play I, you told me about the game and I was like oh, I gotta try it and I went I jump into it and I was like oh my god this is amazing like it's so like a basic game but like the gameplay is amazing um, it made me think of a uh, graveyard keeper like I don't know if you've seen that game before my spouse like play that game on Xbox and she just love it. It's like a similar 2D uh, style uh, and uh, from the top up. And it's the same thing. You got to take care of things, multiple thing. Uh, you have like a, a, a day uh, time and night time. So daytime, that's when you can open your shop and nighttime, that's when you go raid the dungeon and stuff like that. And then like my wife saw me like playing and she was like, that looks interesting. So she's probably going to jump into it too and try it out because she liked that type of game too. But yeah, like uh, one thing that I found out is that within the shop, you can stay on uh, the side of the client. Uh, you don't need to go behind your desk, behind your, your um, uh, we call it where your cashier is. Yeah, so the like sales this, counter. Yeah, you, you're not obliged to stay there. You can just sell item on the other side. So like this it's uh, quicker for you to get to the the thief, basically. I did not even know that. I thought you had to be behind the counter. Yeah, that's what I thought too, but apparently not. And then like um, when the the thief come in, you can see his icon, like he has like the bubble, like similar to when they look at the price and stuff like that. And he will like say like he's a thief. So you're just watching the whole time. And that's why I found that. I found like I had a couple coming in and then like I just watched them. They just roam around and then leave and other time they try to capture something. So yeah, it's quite interesting. Uh, some other trick um, I'll uh, bring up, it's more in a dungeon. Uh, if you go into a room uh, and like I found that if you go between two rooms, 
if you come back in the, the the room you just cleared, let's say, and there's like some all, just watch for any sparkle. It's just gonna tell you there's a secret there. If there's a sparkle, you jump down the hole where the sparkle is, and again land onto a, a, some sort of secret room. And you can have uh, three different things. You can have either like uh, some minecart and some item on the floor, or you can have like an empty chest which the empty chest is useful for like emptying your inventory. So make sure you clear out the, the old floor before going back to it. And you can dump all your inventory. And as soon as you close that chest, it's all going to town into your chest in your, your own room. How and did the... I not know this? So <laughs> it goes into like an empty chest or it no, goes you put into in... your, the one that's at your bedside? Yeah, the one in your bedside, you have like the one in your bedside and you have like two or three on the other side, they're gonna fill those up. And if the top chest is like full, it's gonna dump it on the floor, which is kind of weird instead of going to the next chest. So always try to keep that one empty, the top left, that makes sense. And then uh, the uh, last uh, secret room you can encounter, it's like um, there's a totem side and a, like an empty spot. And then as soon as you like hold the totem, there's enemy appearing and there's a chest that's going to unlock. So what you want to do is that if you're able to just like keep like hitting the totem and you get a better chest every time until like you can reach the top levels. It's like a, almost like a... Uh, or like of enemy getting a different wave and at uh, the top wave it's the enemy like are harder but then your chests all the item in there are higher quality and what i found is that you get like item like to send certain item in your inventory to send home instead of having like item that can break or item that can destroy other item in your inventory if that makes sense so yeah little things like that um and also, uh, like one of the trick you mentioned earlier is that like yeah, just uh, before the bus, you get that pool, that well of life or something like that. Um, just like fill up your health, go kill the bus and go back to heal yourself, which is a, a perfect trick just before you go to the next floor, right? Uh, one other thing is that uh, the price for items, you can go on the wiki page, everybody has like, everything there like uh, if you want to look up for prices and if like the popularity is higher or like the population i think it's higher than like you get a, a bigger price something like that so yeah um yeah wiki page has tons of information on that so worth uh, looking it up because it's a 2018 game so everybody found the secrets right <laughs> oh well that's cool i didn't realize there was a wiki page as well that'll help but, you know, and maybe some of the fun of it is still guessing those prices. Sometimes I'm super off and sometimes <laughs> I'm way off. And uh, like those books at first, I was like, do I keep these books or do I sell yeah. the books? And so I, I started selling the books and then I sold them for super high. And, uh -huh. you know, sometimes you'll get those like uh, I think it's like the hat and the mustache and they'll buy anything at a high cost. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. I keep one out for them just in case. <laughs> That's funny. That's awesome, though. Good idea uh, to do. So we have. Uh, so if you haven't already, jump into Moonlighter. I mean, super awesome game. Great mechanic, fun. Um, and I am yet to find out what's behind that fifth door, but I will find out. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. 
and it's a good game to play on your phone or even on the laptop or like what I did I just sit outside I had all, all my my zoo outside my tree dogs my bird and then I just sit outside and play that game for an hour or two it was great like you know and take some sunlight you know <laughs> yeah it's pretty cool yeah and that's the thing with stadia i mean i don't know how how would you play did you play touch screen or did you set up with a controller do you have a claw uh no yeah i have the claw i'm looking for my controller it's upstairs uh yeah i have the claw for my phone and i use that like quite often like uh i was playing on the big screen it was kind of funny because my wife was like Oh, there you go. You can play on the 4K TV, and it, this game is just like low graphic, like it's just yeah. like pixelated. So I was like, yeah, it's just like more comfy, right? And then we watch a show, and I put it on my phone with the clan and watch the show with her and like play the game. So that was pretty good. Yeah, that's cool. The, the only problem I have with the claw is I feel like they didn't talk to the Google people because I have a Google 5. And if you put it in the middle of the claw, it's on the volume buttons. Yeah. Yeah. So I what? <laughs> I don't I don't get it. Um, so what I do, I shift it lightly. Yeah. And if you have a case on yours, like I'll show you my that's my pixel too. Yeah. So on my case, I have like a, a oh. indent. So like when the claw goes over, it doesn't Ooh. press a button. So that's pretty good. Oh, that's um, different. Yeah. Uh, like, and that's the Pixel 2 XL. So I don't know in a new cases if they're gonna have something similar. I have other cases where the button is sticking out. So yeah, uh, it's a, an annoying uh, thing that they did basically. Yeah. Here is a simple, just create a Stadia phone case. Like, it comes with the claw. Like how? Like just I don't know. Anyways, or just like simulate what Xbox have done and put like a control on each side, like a switch, right? So, yeah, something like that would be cool. Um, moving on to what more we were playing. Um, if you want to check out a walkthrough, I put one up on the uh, GM Insight Terminus for the season of the Splicer. Uh, so you can check that out. Uh, our strategy was to use a couple of these, uh, these shade binder warlock turrets. Uh, they really were able to shut down a lot of these ads in uh, a lot of situations. Uh, the main problem you're gonna have to deal with is the boss room. Those three circles are beyond difficult. Uh, but what I found is you pull out your anarchy, you pull out your shade binder turrets and you just uh, also have a super ready to go and you should be able to lock down one turret at a time or sorry, one circle at a time as you rotate um, through all three of them and then just retreat back to the wall that I show in the video there. Uh, but there's basically a wall behind the center uh, circle and basically that's my safe spot. Uh, you just throw down your rifts, you throw down your shields, you watch out for the purple goo that the Cargan guy throws at you and you throw anarchies, you use wither horde um, turrets and you just take them down slowly from the back. Uh, you should be able to get a lot of time uh, because the early starts of that strike are fairly simple to get through. Um, this is one of the strikes which allows for an unstoppable. So the grenade launcher is a great choice. Truth teller with blinding grenades. 
Um, and if you're worried about damage fall off from blinding grenades, something I learned about was it's only a 6% damage fallout. And uh, if that's a wrong fact, I'm blaming uh, Tuba here because he's the one that told us that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the other the other super we had success with, and you'll see in the stream, was the uh, the banner shield we had uh, in operation. And the only reason we had the banner shield in that stream was that uh, uh, Rusty needed to get his void completion done for GMs. And I'm very <laughs> upset because I I shouldn't have followed the banner shield in. And if you'll watch the stream, I went flawless up until I decided to follow the banner shield for ammo. And then I just got wiped. Uh, <laughs> but my flawless GM on a stream is soon to come. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, that's a funny one. I, I haven't like completed the GM this week yet. But um, yeah, when we try with Tuba, uh, I think we were fairly close. Uh, I just did some mistake. I think I was like dying too often and I was like, just like didn't concentrate. I think the first couple of time I was just like, yeah, it's like, uh, it's an easy one. Oh, wait. Yeah, no, it's an easy one. <laughs> so, yeah, I found a Wither Horde to be very useful. Uh, I like that combo Wither Horde, Auto Rifle, and uh, I got this Rocket Launcher, the, the one from last season where like, uh, it's auto reloading. So you have like weather order and a rocket launcher auto reloading. And I just worry about reloading my auto rifle. So it's, it's good. Market. Um, and yeah. yeah. And, um, after that GM, the new content this week was the VOG challenge, uh, out of its way. So super easy. I put up like a two minute video. Uh, essentially, you're just blocking his teleport every single time. It's the um, typical strategy for beating VOG currently. So you're at the Templar. You have one guy with the relic. He's jumping around to each of these circles, and you have the rest of the fire team doing damage. And if you'll see in the stream, uh, nobody waited for me, and I didn't get to rally. So I'm just sitting there with, like, six salvo bullets and my grenades just doing damage when I can. Uh, but we still completed it and it still worked. A very easy challenge this week. Yeah, definitely an easy one. I think we've been doing that since the beginning. So yeah. it was an easy to complete. <laughs> and the last thing I want to talk about, uh, if you're a triumph hunter, which uh, sometimes I am when I'm uh, a little bit bored and of Destiny content and I'm going out there for something fun to do, uh, the Lost Sectors at Master Difficulty when they're on the moon are a added extra level of difficulty. I mean, they throw so many champions at you over and over again. They are throwing these nightmares at you as well with a lot of HP. And they're throwing either a mini boss and a full-size boss or just like a massive full-size boss. And there's always some sort of interconnected uh, mechanic in the lost sector that makes it an extra added level of difficulty. I mean, very um, difficult to get the, uh, the master difficulty flawless clears uh, done for sure. And Destiny, what's up with your loot system? I completed flawless Master Moon difficulty and I recorded the 30 seconds and you gave me one prism. Like <laughs> what? Give me give me something if I do it. 
Like that should be an auto give. If you get the completion and the triumph, they should give you the exotic that it says. That's crazy yeah. talk. I think it had to do with like uh, the time you, you do it. I don't know. But like I didn't realize those triumph pop up because it was like on the same thing for Europa. They have a uh, those uh, like solo complete like uh, master or legend like at solo and solo flawless or just flawless so that, that's pretty good they added those because like that's a almost like a mini gm or something you can do by yourself so if you're a solo player that's perfect to do right because i did um one on europa and i got the triumph so i was like looking into that because i still haven't farmed for the uh the legs exotic for this uh season i think i only got my titan the legs and I'm not too worried about the warlock and the hunter, but I'm eventually gonna work into that. But yeah, no, that's that's definitely good. They did those. So, and the, the hunter legs, moon. the hunter legs are completely worth it though. If you're gonna yeah. try to farm for it. And same with the warlock. If, like for the warlock, it's like helping with the rift or like those aura popping up. And then the hunter, you just do more damage, right? Or like you get your super very quickly or something like that. Is that right? I believe I, I'm not sure if it heals you too, but it does a lot of things when you mm -hmm. overcharge with light. Because I remember they had to nerf it because it was like uh, too powerful. So <laughs> yeah, but still pretty cool. Um, I hope to put up a stream where I get a solo flawless of one of these Moon Master Lost sectors. Uh, Nads, if you if you beat me to streaming it, we'll see. Maybe <laughs> a little uh, little internal race, we'll see. <laughs> yeah uh next uh next we have after what we've been playing this week uh which for me has been mostly those three games i didn't get to jump into football yet but uh or the de detective um but yeah I, I hope to do that next week i'm definitely gonna spend some time in in exploring those titles yeah uh for myself too i would just play moonlighter destiny 2 uh and uh rainbow six i don't think i've played anything else thinking i play a little bit of eso again like just staying up my uh my my trait and stuff like that usually i just jump in for a few minutes but yeah that's pretty much it cool cool so the twab was released this thursday and it's packed filled with information i felt like last week's twab bare bones this week's twab oh my god guns solstice of heroes time lost weapons it, it's insane yeah uh, it's crazy like <laughs> it's so funny how much information they pack up for this week so so it, jump into solstice of uh solstice of heroes the celebration now that kira's dead and let us know what's up yeah exactly so if you haven't watched the video video we'll post a link for the twab and there's a video of like solstice of hero showing the new armor uh looking pretty good so now we're celebrating solstice of hero for the past year what we did and killing Korea. i got the feel to say her name um I, it shows that uh, we're going to get a new exotic shotgun. So that's going to be interesting knowing that the shotgun or like overpower you're going to see in PVP. But wait, there's going to be more in regards to shotgun. But first, I'll cover like uh, some of the Solstice of Eero um, activity. So basically, we're going to go back to the EAZ. Uh, which is going to be good. Uh, I think a lot of people like that place, the fact that we go back only once a year 
and there's going to be certain like um, uh, skill related like uh, uh, thing activity to do if that makes sense. So uh, basically, um, you can have bounty to buy from uh, Eva Levante, um, and then like uh, you. I'm just looking for it. Sorry about that. Um, you gotta have to wear the armor as usual and progress it. Um, there's gonna be uh, there was like something about the bounties that you get. So there's gonna be some specific for each uh, each type of guardian. Uh, also, there's like a neat like looking um, what you call it um, uh, a ghost. Oh my god. Had a blank there for a second. Yeah, I have a neat little ghost you can get. It's looking pretty good. Uh, more stuff on the Eververse, so I will suggest you collect your bright dust and then uh, use it uh, for buying uh, your armor set and so on and so forth. Uh, what else? So Fate Breaker. So we got the master mode on the um, uh, VOG coming up. So Let's that's go be, that's master mode. That's um, I'm so excited for <laughs> Fatebringer so, seal. Yeah, uh, Fate Breaker. Breakers. Yeah. So we can uh, get this seal finally. So I think it's going to be also the last week of the challenge. So we can complete the challenge plus the master mode. Then we can get the seal. So that's going to be good. Um, there's going to be also certain weapon you can get. You can get the uh, ship that's available for doing the master. And uh, yeah, you wanted to talk about the weapon you can get on Master, right, Rudik? Yeah, so time-lost weapons, uh, because this TWAB was so big, the real reason is I just wanted something to talk about. Uh, the time-lost weapons and the uh, armor stat-specific uh, roles. So by the way I'm reading this, and correct me if I'm wrong here, uh, for each character, you're going to be completing atheon on you will receive one time lost weapon which will have alternate perks in the third and fourth slot allowing for a lot of customization um in addition to this loot pool that happens at the end of a full raid completion you will also be able to receive a specific stat rotating piece of armor and that will be rotating each week so if you've been hunting for a prime zealot helmet with a high spike in intellect, um, you go into master mode that week and you try to get that. Um, that's how I'm reading this. Am I, am I saying this correctly? I think that that makes sense. It would do that. That would be a good way to hunt for like all the, the, the specific uh, part. And then once you've um, received the time loss weapon, say on the first run, I get a vision of conflux as my time loss weapon. Thereafter, I can purchase the weapon again for rotating rolls in the artifact after Atheon. But the cost uh, using spoils of conquest is going to be much higher. I could mm -hmm. see it being double or even triple. Yeah, that's quite possible. Yeah, it's a little bit um, uncertain how they're going to do that, but like that sounds right the way you say it. Um, I, I don't know if they're going to make it like, oh, yeah, like this week's going to be intellect, like the, and everybody's going to be like farming for it. 
well, I guess you're gonna have like to do only once per character and then you get the item, that's it. But is it gonna be specific like which piece of armor or it's gonna be like- Yeah, only, so the, like... Way, the way it reads is that uh, the specific armor type and the stat type will be known for the week. Mm -hmm. It'll be rotating weekly. So interesting. Uh, in addition, we'll see the master mode difficulty be released at 13, 50 which is gm 1360 uh i'm not exactly sure but I, that sounds right 1350 so it's not going to be as hard i think they yeah. put it basically where it was on contest maybe so because i know for strikes 1340 is the master mode mm -hmm. and then when you move up to gm i believe it was 1360 so i guess you'll see something in the middle of a master strike and a GM strike is what I'm getting from this. Uh, I don't know if you'll be scaled down. It doesn't say anything about scaling down your power level. So I'm assuming if you grind that artifact and you get overpowered, I mean, you'll be fine. I mean, I myself, I'm 1340. So I'm hoping that'll be a decent enough power level to, to get through this. I'm yeah, sure it I will think be. I'm, I'm close to 1342. I haven't grinded that much this season, but yeah, I think it's uh, gonna be doable. And as like uh, the end of season is gonna come, like I think it's gonna become easier. So until we get into season 15, so um, cool, more cool. more to uh, the TWAB, so that we're not done yet. Uh, I mentioned about the shotgun. So basically, the shifting sand, as the title says, they're gonna. Uh, they're gonna do some change for shotgun and and cannon. A lot of change, so uh, they're gonna nerf them down because they're noticing they're being used so much on PvP, uh, like shotgun mostly. Like I think everybody's using that. They're sliding and shotgunning you using uh, Felwinter, very popular one in, P in PvP. Um, one thing they also looking to do is uh using a special weapon roles in pvp so i think um they're gonna modify like let's say if you use your sniper it's made to engage in long range uh with aiming skill when not already under fire so if you use the weapon other than this in this intention or this role then you're going to be in disadvantage or something like that. Same with shotgun, uh, engaging at point blank range using skill at movement uh, and positioning to get close enough to get one, uh, one or two hit elimination. So I, I, every like weapon's going to have their specialty role and they're going to play around with that from the sound of it. Uh, that's uh, quite interesting. But like more into the um, the nerfing, the shotgun and, and cannon, that's going to be crazy. I don't know it's going to affect um, more in depth because they like going more about their 120 RPM for end cannon because I apparently did a meta now. They like to switch things around. Uh, another end cannon is going to become meta or like shotgun still going to be popular. Maybe something else like fusion rifle is going to become the... The, the meta who knows right so some change you're doing there it's uh pretty interesting um more to that you're going to change some of the perk that we rarely use uh basically drop mag and pulse monitoring they're going to modify it i think to make it uh, a little bit better 
Uh, one fix they're doing too is the rewind round. Uh, I think I mentioned to the, uh, to you before there, uh, Ricardo, is that um, I think on the vision of Conflux, I was using it and I didn't get ammo back. I was like, am I doing something wrong or what? But exactly, there's a, an issue with it where like it doesn't trigger, so you don't get your ammo back. So they're going to fix that. And also Reserver Burst, which is a fusion rifle. Um, so uh, people are complaining that uh, the detonation on kill doesn't feel that reliable or impactful. So they've been uh, updating it uh, to have the same uh, same way, uh, same consistency and speed fix as Dragonfly. So good. Uh, more uh, two exotics gonna get nerfed. Uh, so dead men still. Damn, it's going to get nerfed. So the hip firing, uh, fallout, and the aim assist going to get dropped. So it's uh, a, a very good game, a very good weapon in PvP. So the fact they're nerfing it, like, uh, you're not going to see as, as much in uh, trials. And they're going to buff uh, Sleeper Simulant to make it worth it to use, which is uh, is good. Maybe it's going to be become like a, be back to be a DPS gun. So. We'll see, and there's more to come in the future where they want to work with the fusion rifle, uh, breach grenade launchers, scout rifle and cannon in PVE, machine gun in PVE, um, special ammo and uh, economy and PVP. So reducing the amount of special ammo is going to be appearing. They're going to nerf anarchy, and they're going to make the exotic primary uh, like more. Um, more, uh, make it more like attractive to be used in like uh, IN, like uh, activity for PV. Uh, and they say that there's more to come. So like have a read, like it's crazy. All the change aiming for. There's also, um, I've uh, seen like uh, Lucky uh, putting on a video about that. Uh, DMG uh, put on Twitter that like, about trials. So if you're a fan of trials, they looking into either locking your equipment for trials, a little bit similar to a GM, uh, or only locking your armor. So like this, I think there's been a lot of issue where like, if you have people sniping in your team, uh, the other team is gonna be, okay, let's switch all shotgun and we can rush them and just kill them with shotgun. So like this is not gonna give a chance anybody to switch weapon or switch armor. Like some people were like, uh, Warlock uh, using Chaos Reach, it was switched to Geomag if they're getting close to their third of their uh, super, so they just get that boost and then they switch back to another exotic. So, yeah, like uh, the total things like that. So, that's uh, quite interesting all the change you're doing there. So, I can't wait to see how it's going to go. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff coming out of the throb this week. Um, I look forward to being able to use the sleeper stimulant again. It just looks like such a bad like weapon. Like it's just so cool, so like large, massive laser beam. Like it should just be doing reckless amounts of damage. If they're going to buff the anarchy down, I hope sleeper stimulant rises as that third weapon or that heavy weapon slot. Um but in my perspective, I think we'll probably see <clears throat> the two-tailed fox maybe take the place of anarchy um uh, people may get back into swords with the lamont or people will just use wither horde 
and have a rocket launcher as their their final slot. Yeah. Um, I found the Widow Horde to be a very good grain launcher. I like using it. I think I've been using it since it came out in the season of the Warty, I think. No, it's like the next season after that. Uh, it's all getting together. But like, yeah, Widow Horde, like every time I go back to that gun, it's like perfect for PvE. Like, <laughs> it's just so easy to use, right? And I still see people using it in PvP, which is annoying if you're playing Iron Banner or things like that. <laughs> Yeah, they just hit the the circle, and then anyone who stands in there is is done. Especially if you have breach and clear. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh! Well, great. Uh, thanks for bringing us the Thwab, Sebastian. A uh, lot of information to get through. So uh, anyone who loves Destiny like we do, um, there's there's a lot there for you. Um, mm -hmm. I'm I'm excited for locked equipment for trials. Maybe uh, I'll jump back in and and I'll be able to win a game or two. Who knows? Uh, but I won't be able to bring my DMT, so that sucks. Um, <laughs> but uh, going on to the news. So the Stadia community blog hitting us with a couple stories. So pro members, you can claim your street power football game, uh, six style and high energy action. Come together in an arcade style experience. Face off against street football legends or friends for the over the top game modes and playgrounds. Unleash tricks and superpowers as you grow your status to become Street King. Uh, personally, I haven't uh, played this game. Um, rocking through uh, some videos, you can see that uh, you twist your limbs up. Um, you're hitting a football. Looks like mini games. Um, there's a three on three football that looks sort of entertaining. Uh, with all the FIFA and Euro Cup, um, I could see a lot of people being happy about this uh, and jumping into it. So cool. Um, yeah, I'll I'll probably have more to talk about it next week because I'll, I'll jump in and try it for sure. I've just been uh, caught up in Moonlighter. I mean, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh terraria terraria what is not i mean terraria is the everything game which allows you to do anything you want to do uh, i can't say enough good things about it if you haven't played it uh get ready to lose a hundred hours um it's just insane gameplay so much fun um get ready to build castles build bases take on bosses build up a boss tree until the final um lord from the moon comes down um just so much fun mm -hmm. yeah it's a great game to play like i remember like when it came out on stadia i'm like yeah let's play it and that was like amazing it was just like a lot of fun to do to play um again use the wiki page for like finding out all the item there's just like so much in depth, uh, like information. It's similar to Moonlighter, I found. Like it's just like you find out more like every time you play it. So it's pretty like fun to get into. Yeah, a great, a great game. Uh, we've talked about it before on the channel. Uh, now that it's come to pro, hopefully the multiplayer scene will really grow. Uh, jump onto Discord, find other people to play Terraria with. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Uh, dark side detective um this game i'll also jump into next week uh essentially the description goes uh grab your trench coat 
tune your sixth sense and join the dark side division as they investigate the outright bizarre and downright dangerous and the confusing cases of twin lakes flesh hungry tentacles mafia zombies and the occasional missing sock are no match for the dark side detective so where mafia and zombies okay where's mafia all right. I want to see Mafia Stadia. If you're listening, Mafia, where did it go? I checked the Wikipedia page. It says a 2BA, TBA. Like, uh, I want it as a pro title with ARC next month, please. <laughs> yeah. It's been uh, not talked about for a very long time now. So, except for me on the community blog, every blog post, Mafia question mark. <laughs> So uh, after that point and click adventure, we'll have more to talk about next week. Um, jump into it. 8-bit adventure. It looks fun, mm-hmm. especially if you're a pro member. Uh, why not try it? It definitely looks like something you could play from your cell phone, though, with touchscreen. If it's yeah, a point definitely. Yeah, it uh, uh, make me think of something, you know, like Rain. I play on, on my phone, too, because it's just like you read and take a choice. So that might be very similar. Yeah. Uh, like like in that way but basically like it's just basic control you need and it looks like to be a, a kind of a funny uh type of adventure you try to fire, solve the mystery but yeah i'll be definitely looking into that yeah cool cool although so much to play i'll need to get that shotgun and then i'll still need to get the fifth dungeon of moonlighter <laughs> And then I think I'm going to my cottage in the middle of the week. We'll see. We'll see if there's <laughs> enough time. So um, Rainbow Six uh, hit Stadia. We talked about it previously. I mean, everybody loves this. Um, they also fixed something on Stadia. So if you're a, if you're a Ubisoft Plus member, subscriber, and you wanted to purchase the game, uh, you can now purchase the game even though you're still Ubisoft Plus. So uh, that's that's cool to see. Um, and I believe right now it's like the deluxe and the ultimate edition are on sale for insanely cheap deals. I think the deluxe edition I have here, which I can see is $12. So cool stuff. Um, moving down, we have get packed on July 29th, which already passed. So the fully uploaded, um, gets a, a patch or a new DLC. So two additional campaign characters, new competitive levels, and a plethora of characters, outfits, and hat customizations. Now, guys, if you're not customizing your hats, I mean, get on top of your game. All right. Um, that reminds me of the other game, West of Loathing. It was all about hats for some reason. I, I don't know. People like their hats. <laughs> yeah i guess like uh, it's an easy customization to do i guess right right easy for the developers um <laughs> the stadia mega sale all right now this is a mega sale a lot of great titles are really cheap so uh if you want to jump into fifa after the euro um excitement i mean you can grab it for 20 dollars and rewrite the portugal belgium game which should have gone the other way uh, so we'll see if I want to rewrite history in FIFA. Um, you got Judgment, uh, one of these newer titles on Stadia, coming at thirteen fifty from. Uh, that's a Canadian price point, so I'm sure in US it's going to be like a lot cheaper. Yeah, 
Uh, Madden coming at us at $16 in Canada and Mortal Kombat only $20. Uh, that game is massive, massive Mortal Kombat. Um, and then we have uh, a sale on Star Wars Fallen Order, which I cannot see because it is a pro title. And uh, we have Rainbow Six also on sale. So, I mean, a lot of great titles um, and they're up to 85% off. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, great time to grab a game. Uh, however, don't uh, do what I do and grab games and have them come out on pro. So just, <laughs> just be careful about that. Cool. Yeah, it's always happening for you, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that's why I'm scared. I'm gun shy now. I just wish they had a policy where they were going to say, you know, no pro games will come from our existing ca- catalog. Just say that. Just say that, Stadia. So uh, coming up and new story, uh, number eight we have here, the Darkwood um, and the Streets of Rage 4. So this was a blog post. Um I got to say, Streets of Rage 4 looks pretty cool. Uh, It looks like they combine Street Fighter with um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Lost in Time. Now, we we did play some of the Scott Pilgrim, but what I was missing from Scott Pilgrim was that big over-the-top action. It was very, like, two-button mashy combat. And then when you see Streets of Rage, you see them doing like these cool fire attacks, these awesome specials that take up the whole screen. I don't know. I don't know. I hope Streets of Rage comes to pro because it looks like a really cool title. I know that it's coming on July 15th and we'll probably just see it on the library forever, but uh, it looks like a really cool grab for sure. Yeah, definitely. That's like, I look fun to play. Uh, probably gonna be multiplayer, so yeah, we're gonna try it if it comes to pro, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, although if it if it just comes to the store, it looks like it's just coming to the store. It says here July fifteenth, so may not be picking it up, but uh, I definitely would recommend it if you like that uh, if you like that style of game because mm-hmm. uh, I think Stadia needs more like beat 'em up style games. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to come to pro in August or like September or something like that. They're After just you waiting. buy it, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, they're just waiting. They're like, Rudik's, he's, he's almost got it. <laughs> um, then the next game in that uh, blog post was the top-down survival horror based in Poland. It's an exploration and puzzle with a time-based mechanic. Um, super creepy. You wake up, you start as this doctor, and you're obviously committing experiments on humans because there's some plague happening. And then you find some dude in the forest and then you tie him up and start doing experiments to him. It just like really twisted. And then you wake up as the dude who was doing experiments on and you got to like find your way out and survive. I mean, it would give me nightmares if I played that game, but uh, <laughs> I'm not sure it'll be for me. But That's uh, pretty- that's good they're doing like a survival horror game like this. Uh, I think they need more of this. Yeah, I mean, there are only a few games. I mean, they got the Resident Evil franchise coming out. Uh, so that's some like survival horror genre. But this is a cool like 2D sort of top down adventure point and click that uh, looks like it's really going to scare. Mm-hmm. So coming 
around the corner here, we have uh, Stadia Source. Stadia Source is a great um, location on the interwebs to find Stadia news every single day. Um, these guys are awesome out there. Who's ever putting this up? So thanks, guys, at Stadia Source. Uh, Grime 2, or Grime is scheduled for August 2nd. Sorry, they haven't made a second Grime yet. <laughs> but the first one is scheduled to come August 2nd. Uh, Stadia released a walkthrough, which you can check out on their YouTube page. Uh, 2D side-scrolling um, action fighting uh, game. Looks pretty cool. Metrovania type, uh, melee weapons. Each weapon has its own special ability. Pretty cool stuff um august 2nd so it's not going to be a pro title but it is coming from the stadia makers um category so good to see those games roll out yeah definitely that's gonna be a, a good one to try yeah and we have a uh, riders republic so if you haven't uh, signed up for the beta, which we talked about in a previous episode, and you can uh, look back on the links we post on a previous episode, I think it may have been like three or four, mm -hmm. um, you can sign up for the beta, but now I guess you can sign up for the, uh, for the game, pre-order it. Um, yeah, so if you love trials, um, this is going to be a way bigger trials. Um. That should be interesting with uh, Stadia. Probably going to be cross-play with like other platform. Ubisoft is like strong about cross-play and I think they're pushing a lot on that. And uh, yeah, that's going to be uh, interesting to do extreme sports in a different way with the group. I guess you race down the hill or race down to the next location. So yeah. Yeah, it'll be wicked. So uh, I look forward to trying a flight suit. That'll be cool. But uh <laughs> Yeah, look forward to it. Um, then we have the crew too. So get ready because if uh, if you're Stadia Pro and uh, and you're around at home on the eight to twelfth, uh, you can check out this game for a free to play weekend. Um, very cool. Um, they, I like how they're rotating more games. I think this is the first time we see Crew Two on the free to play roster. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, maybe it was like available for a weekend because I did try it uh, before. Oh, okay. I, I, I wonder if it was Dirt I try or was Crew, so I'm not sure. <laughs> so Crew 2 looks to me like a sort of street racer. Um, I do have this one with Ubisoft Plus, so uh, um, would be good to check it out, try some racing. Um I think this is less of the simulation type racing that you'll see out of like grid or or dirt or like moto gp um and this is more of like a fast and the furious street racing type so more yeah. of the more of the kind of racing that i i personally like if i'm gonna go racing game yeah new that, patch new patch for dirt five so if you guys are on the dirt five scene get ready to get more dirty because a patch is coming out <laughs> i can't say too much about the patch um i'm not a big uh a dirt five person um just a heads up if you guys are there's a patch coming out so uh i'm sure it'll run smoother and there will be uh be uh better things on dirt five for all of you you guys out there so uh enjoy and if you want more information i'm, I'm telling you go to stadia source 
uh, check out their article on it. It's it's a short one, but basically they're just saying it's going to run smoother. Mm-hmm. That's good. And then um, we have something here. Now, the reason I put this here, I'm not Doom cosmetic packs now available, is because I have an issue with some games. Doom I got a while back when uh, the Stadia library was still uh, somewhat empty. And I got all the way to the last boss and then I put it down. I don't know why I do this, but I need to go back into Doom and just beat the game. Like, I don't know. It's just sitting there with the last boss unbeaten. This like flying witch lady in the air. And oh, I don't know why I do that. But uh, you just now found I- another game that was more interesting. <laughs> Something. Yeah, and I ran into her, and I'm like, man, this is really difficult. And then I just put it down, and I'm like, I need to like just gain up the courage and beat that boss and finish the game. <laughs> but now I have new cosmetics to do it in. So grab the patch, grab the new cosmetics, and uh, and beat Doom. I know they got a couple DLCs out. Uh, it's a Bethesda game. Uh, it's a really fun. It's not even, it's like an evolution of FPS, because it's like FPS. FPS like super fast FPS like it's just like similar to uh what's the other game there we got on Stadia they have um it's like a fast-paced shooting the same thing um I cannot even remember the name of it but like yeah it's just like uh you just run and shoot and it's like very very fast-paced but yeah uh it's not like a destiny that's for sure (laughs) yeah um and cool. So uh, everybody who has uh, Twitch Prime Gaming and you have Rainbow Six Siege, don't forget to pick up uh, your custom gaming or sorry, your Twitch Prime Gaming rewards. Uh, so that'll be good to grab. Uh, add some more customization to your characters, which you're just starting to learn. So I don't know about customization right now because there's like 25 characters I got to choose from. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's that's cool for people out there. I think this may be one of the first times that they're doing the Twitch Prime gaming rewards for Rainbow Six. Uh, uh, no, I think they were doing it before, but like there's like a multiple game from Ubisoft that all doing uh, Twitch Prime, so which is good. Oh, okay. Because when I went on, it just showed like everything was coming soon and nothing had like released yet. It looked like the first oh. package, but I could be wrong. No, okay. That's quite possible then. And then yeah. we have uh, an inch. Oh, this was an interesting stat from Game Monitor. Um, at first, I didn't know why I posted this in the show notes, but then I figured out very quickly why I posted this. So a synopsis on uh, Stadia Pro founder members so you've been subscribed for 21 months so far and in those 20 months you've received 90 pro games pretty cool the average metacritic score of these games all in the average range of 77.3 so pretty good stats for an average game to be the amount of story time that you have in these 90 games, 870 hours of gameplay and story to beat. And the net game value in USD, $2,312, an average of $25 USD a game. Uh, just insane value for what they're pumping out of Stadia. Pretty yeah. cool. Pretty cool stat to, to hear if you've been a founder pro member. 
and uh, not too late to jump on the train. And uh, I'm sure that it'll just continue along the same value trends. Um, they're doing a really good job here on the pro releases, especially with Moonlighter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's so like, like, it's crazy. Like uh, since the beginning, they've been releasing like three to four game every month. So and they're going to keep going towards that way. And then, like, I felt like this uh, this month wasn't that uh, exciting. And then, like, we found Moonlighter, and we're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Because we played Terraria yeah, before. So, yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear. And, like, that, that sort of value statement sort of reinforces being a Stadia founder member, why it's so good. I mean, I haven't downloaded one of those games, and you have 90 titles at instant access. It's just... Uh, it's a pretty crazy concept to have for sure. Mm-hmm. So um, now on the rumors side of the podcast, uh, coming out of uh, Stadia News 9 to 5 Google, uh, they were reading uh, or doing some data mining from what I can understand. And on the APK, they found some sort of link between YouTube Premium and a Stadia Pro subscription bundle. Uh, so I'll be very interested to see what kind of uh, bundle is released. Um, maybe existing members can get some sort of discount. Um, yeah, I remember last year they gave you what they gave you a free premier edition for having a pro. Am I? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, you just like go online and I try to remember. I think they sent me an email saying like, "Oh, claim your free premium edition," and that's how I got mine. So it's pretty good. I had the uh, YouTube uh, uh, Red for, or like it was uh, Google Play Music before. Uh, I had that like for over two, three years, I think now. And I got a bunch of uh, Google uh, Mini. What do you call those? Oh, I gotta drop it. Google uh, Minis. Like, the uh, the Google, like the one that you can talk to the the, the speaker. Oh uh, yeah, all many, cool. all many. So I got like, I got three of them for free, I think. So oh, wow. that's pretty good. Yeah. So uh, I claimed two myself and my wife claim one. So we have a total of three now. So where <laughs> am I? On every floor. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, yeah. So keep looking, and you can get like those for free. So I'm happy like to see like a bundle together because. Have Stadia Pro and YouTube Red like merge them together. I'll be more than happy. For sure, yeah, me too. Um, it just seems like it would make sense. I mean, it would be cool if they just like gave everybody who has YouTube Premium Stadia Pro, um, and just sort of like looped it into there. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, we have the uh, the final story of today. So just uh, ending on some good news. Um, the TV app on Android has been downloaded over 50,000 times in less than two weeks. Uh, this is great news for the platform. Hopefully this means a lot more players in the player base for all of these games. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just wicked to see and uh, more players, the better, in my opinion. So uh, I hope that number has jumped since then. Um, but I, I'm sure we'll only see more as time continues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And there's like a, a little bit more news. Um, I found this week that uh, Stadia is having uh, some job opening. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and then like uh, they talk a little bit about uh, 
like the description it just show about like what their plan is for future just like say that they're never gonna it, from the sound of it they're never gonna shut down stadia they're looking into expanding even more so which is good uh and also like doing some partnerships so developing the cloud gaming infrastructure basically so that should be interesting i think the uh a lot of people have mentioned that before, but they were like, oh, well, they shut down their uh, developer section and like, you know, now they should go after AAA like they did for Resident Evil, uh, AAA game. So um, if they can get one person from Google Stadia working with, let's say, uh, EA or like Ubisoft just to have their game to go on the platform, just to show them this is the coding, this is how you do it. And they probably get like a couple of people working into just like doing the uh, the transfer, not the transfer, but what's the word of it, uh, just to, to put it into Stadia because it's like a, a Linux platform, but slightly different to others. So yeah, yeah. another library drop, you mean, similar to what Ubisoft did. Uh, yes, and this like to have like let's say uh, what's EA subscription? Um, I tried. I, I want to say EA Plus, but it's not it. But uh, <laughs> like uh, having something like that, that would be great. Or even have like Activision. Like we need to get their Call of Duty into Stadia. I don't know when it's gonna happen, but eventually it's gonna happen. Probably gonna be the next one. But like I think uh, Stadia is the only platform you can play Call of Duty other than Luna and others but uh other cloud gaming but like with um xbox developing their x cloud uh now stadia's kind of starting to have a competitor like for cloud gaming i think stadia always been on top i think x cloud uh has like their game pass so they provide all that subscription that availability for games but i think they're um the, the the gameplay is not as fluent as a stadia so having like a stadia to develop more into that and telling their um telling all the members of stadia that like hey we're looking to develop more uh, and that's why they have the job uh, post there so have a look if you're interested to work for stadia yeah i mean uh i thought of applying myself but uh, it's in california and uh <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to move to California, but uh, yeah, cool. Cool it's stuff. a bit too far. <laughs> yeah, too, far from home. too on fire. There's not <laughs> much water there. And I think there's a massive heat wave on the whole west side of America's right now anyway. So yeah, exactly. But cool stuff. Cool stuff. Uh, it's good to see that Google is hiring. Um, personally, I think um, what I wanted to identify here is year one, we see uh stadia and ubisoft really make that connection and really bring it into gaming year two we see ubisoft um or sorry stadia and capcom really coming together and releasing big titles and then i think it's just going to keep snowballing after that you know next year may be the ea cycle we're going to see a bunch of ea partnerships and that sort of uh come out and then maybe we'll see a blizzard or an activision drop so i just hope that it, it just uh continues to roll out that way i think i think what i want to say is they were going for the bethesda relationship but uh xbox and microsoft may have fudged that up because you saw <laughs> doom come out I'm sure we could have seen Fallout and all those other games drop as well, but it just got all muddled with uh, 
Xbox buying everything. I think you might be right, but like uh, the relationship that uh, Bethesda had with Xbox was like from the beginning when they started with Morrowind, uh, like and. It was like uh, just a matter of time for like Xbox to buy them. Um, but like, I wish I could see more Bethesda game also on uh, Stadia. And same with EA, I think they just put a lot of their like uh, sports game just to test the water. And like, I think it's been doing well. I think FIFA community within Stadia, it's pretty big uh, here. Uh, I hear talks about it all the time. So um, hopefully like uh, EA is going to jump on board and give us their battlefield or other game like that. And they need to have more crossplay uh, game. Like uh, it's the way to go now. Like look at Rainbow Six, like uh, merging with Stadia, with Steam and Luna. That's the best move that Ubisoft did. So yeah, it's great. It's great. Uh, just give us Stream Connect. I want to see what's going on with my teammates. That'd be so cool. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, that was that would be an advantage, I think, uh, versus the Steam people. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, too bad. Get a cloud. <laughs> cool. Cool. Well, uh, everyone, thanks for uh, joining us this week on uh, Stadia Party Chat Podcast. Uh, don't forget to hit the subscribe button like the video um hit the notification bells for alerts when our podcast hits the airwaves uh leave us a comment tell us about stadia and your gaming life or uh just tell us about uh how much you love the two of us so uh <laughs> uh you can find uh, stadia party chat podcast audio version um on most other platforms where podcasts are hosted anchor spotify uh, pocket cast uh, google podcast uh, so yeah uh, check us out um, hit us up and uh, leave us your feedback and uh, thanks always for tuning in uh, that's the news for this week um, thank you for hearing our thoughts on the news look forward to sharing more in the future as always i'm ricardo giving you my perspective on the cloud with uh, sebastian my co-host yes. here all right, you guys have a good week, and I'll see you guys next week. All right, take care.